One of our listeners writes the following letter. Have been enjoying your short messages on practical theology. Lately, you've been talking about the way that wives can win their unsaved husbands for Christ. Many authors and speakers deal with the above topic. I haven't heard any tackle the opposite, how a saved husband can win his unsaved wife for Christ. Do we just reverse what we hear about wives' roles? That is, do we just love your wives as Christ loved his church? Can you expand a little on this topic? Well, I think I'd like to say a word or two about that. You know, this, the reason why we don't hear much about this topic, I think, is because the scriptures speak so clearly to the opposite topic, but they say nothing directly to this one. We all know, according to 1 Peter 3, that we were discussing some time ago when this letter was written, that Peter, in that chapter, clearly outlines how a wife who knows Jesus Christ as her Savior is to behave in order to win her husband to Jesus Christ. There he says, in no uncertain terms, that she is to be submissive, and through aggressive submission, as we called it, seek to win her husband to Jesus Christ. Now, we don't have any comparable passage in the scriptures. I suppose the reason why Peter speaks to this question, and not to the opposite, is because we usually see in the church more wives who know Christ without their husbands than we see husbands who know Christ without their wives. But certainly that is not a rule. There are men, like the man who writes this letter, who would like to hear about this other subject because presumably their wives do not yet know Christ as Savior. Now Paul mentions that particular relationship, however, without saying how one is to do it. He mentions that particular relationship in 1 Corinthians 7 in his discussion of divorce. You remember he said in 1 Corinthians 7 uh, over in uh, verse 10 and 11 that when there were two believers that the wife should not leave her husband and the husband should not send his wife away and so on and uh, even if there should be uh, a sin of of disobedience to that instruction which he gives in verse 10 that they should remain unmarried so that reconciliation would be possible. Then in verse 12 he goes on to say that there is another situation about which the Lord Jesus did not speak when he was on the earth and that Paul was addressing himself to that situation since it was a, a common occurrence in the church uh, among non-believing people who came into know Christ and that uh, came to know Christ and came into the church and that missionary activity in which Paul was engaged. Let me read a few verses there, verses 12 through 16. But to the rest I say not the Lord. Now he doesn't mean that he's speaking with human authority and not divine authority, but he's saying I'm telling you something beyond what the Lord when he was walking on the earth had to say that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever, you see there's the situation, a brother who has a wife who is an unbeliever, and she consents to live with him, let him not send her away. 
and a woman who has an unbelieving husband, and he consents to live with her, let her not send her husband away. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified through his wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified through her believing husband. For otherwise your children are unclean, but now they are holy. If the unbelieving one leaves, let him leave. The brother or the sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us to peace. For how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband? And listen to this question. Or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? Now, you see, Paul is saying that if there are two unbelievers, he's not certainly recommending the marriage of a believer to an unbeliever, but if there are two unbelievers and one of them becomes a Christian, let's say in this case, the husband becomes a Christian and the other does not become a Christian. Paul says that is no grounds for divorce. That is not ground for divorce. If the unbelieving party, the unbelieving wife, wants to go on in that relationship and wishes to make a, a, a success of that marriage, then the believer is to continue to work toward making that marriage a success. Indeed, the believer is to do everything possible to make sure in that marriage that he lives as Jesus Christ would have him live. For example, it says that in verse 14, the unbelieving husband is sanctified through his wife, if she's a believer, that is, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified through her believing husband. Now, it doesn't mean that the other party in the home is in some sense saved uh, because there is a saved party or that if they were to die, they would go to heaven. That isn't what sanctified means in verse 14. What sanctified means in that verse is simply this. When we talked about, talk about being sanctified, we mean set apart. As a matter of fact, in the Old Testament, the vessels in the uh, temple and so on, the uh, pots and the pans and so on, were sanctified vessels. That is, you couldn't go down and uh, borrow, if you, if you didn't have a pan to fry your bacon and eggs in the morning, you couldn't borrow a pan from the temple and cook your own meal in it, especially that bacon. But uh, you see, they were set apart to a peculiar and special use. They were, they were peculiar, in a peculiar position, because they, they were vessels that were used in the worship of God and could be used in no other way. Now, the one who is in the home with another believer is sanctified, that is, in a peculiar position to get the gospel, whether it be children or whether it be an unsaved husband or wife. And Paul does speak about that husband winning his wife through the home. Now, the answer is how? Well, I think the listener himself has answered that question for us. Only I don't think his word, do we just reverse what we hear about the wife's roles? Do we just love wives as Christ loved his church? That's not an easy task. But that certainly is what the task must be. When Peter speaks of the wife winning her husband, he speaks of the woman's primary role being emphasized in that relationship. The wife is to be submissive to her unsaved husband. And that primary role of which Paul speaks in Ephesians 5 is that the wife is to submit to her husband. So the primary role of the husband, which is to exercise loving leadership in that home, to love his wife and lead his wife, to be the head of that home, to assume all the responsibilities 
to take on all the obligations of headship and leadership in that home, this is what will win his wife for Christ. And as he assumes those obligations, and as he becomes the kind of man who would love his wife the way that Christ loved his church, enough that he would be willing to die for her, this will demonstrate far more to her than if that man decides to preach to her every day of his life. And so I would recommend to this, this gentleman that he, yes, emphasize strongly in his home all the things that Christ says that a husband is to do in the home, all those things that he must do in love. Lord, we pray for all such husbands listening today. For Christ's sake, amen.